Many hands make a miracle. One of the most important things that we need to remember is that we don't have to do everything alone. The books by Ayn Rand are an example of egotists who go strutting out there and meet their destiny single-fisted and knocking over everybody else in the way. Personally, I think that would be a very unrewarding way of doing things. It's also a foolish way. Goethe, the great German genius, said that he owed 97, I think it was, percent of his, his genius to the contributions of others, other people who had lived before him. In other words, the truths that he had uh, learned from others and then added a little bit to the, the uh, experiments that others had worked and uh, found to be so that made it possible for him to do a little bit more. This is the truth of it, that we none of us live in a vacuum. We work with other people even if we never see them because we're all a part of the human race and what others have done help us also to accomplish. I even think that it works on a subtle level. For example, you remember years ago how difficult it was, um, how much it was just the dream, the unfulfilled dream, the impossible dream perhaps, to run the four-minute mile. For many years people tried to do so, no one was able to. Then finally somebody broke it, and it's as if he had broken through on behalf of the whole human race. It made it possible for others also, within a very short period of time, Quite a few people broke the four-minute mile. So I think that we do things, uh, whatever we do, we do for others. Whatever we do also, we do with others. That man who broke the four-minute mile could never have done so if he hadn't been trained by people who had examined the way other people ran, showed him better ways of doing it, and so on. So one of the most important things is not to think egotistically, I want to do it, but rather think, the goal, what it is you want to accomplish. Many years ago, I, I wrote this in my book, The Path Two. I feel it's a good example because I had an impossible task of learning Greek in what turned out to be about uh, 12 hours because I hadn't been coming to class and I didn't study for the exam. And only the last moment, the last evening before the exam, I finally thought, my God, I've got to get ready for this exam now. But I, in the desperation of the moment, I made a great discovery. I said, you're a Greek. And with the thought that I was Greek, suddenly I found that I was in tune with this language. And that in the process, the, the rules and the vocabulary and so on, just sort of, I soaked them up like a, a dry sponge in water and managed to pass the exam. Well, the important thing there, as I mentioned later in the book, was in this equation, I'm a Greek. The operative word was Greek, not I. And many people, when they try to affirm something, they say, I'm this, I can do that, I can do the other thing. They affirm the ego, and in the process, somehow they wonder why everything seems to go wrong. It's the goal you should affirm. It's the purpose of uh, what you're trying to do, the job itself that should be uh, your focal point for your attunement. Now there's another aspect to this whole subject of attaining your goals in life. Many people don't find the right goals. They don't do what will work. They don't understand their own nature well enough. 
They don't understand the situation well enough to know whether it's time for this particular thing. They don't feel it deeply enough inside. I think that's the most important thing of all. Especially this comes in meditation, but not necessarily. Sometimes you'll get it in just moments of calmness, but suddenly you'll see in that calmness, in that removal from the welter of activity, suddenly you'll feel this is the right thing that I should be doing. I don't know how to define that feeling. All I know is that it comes and you, you know it. Well, for lack of that, if you don't have that, then think whether your goal is really worth achieving. Is it worth? Because many people, I know when I was a child in Romania, I went boating on Lake Snagov, which is a lake between Ploiesht and Bucharest. And I thought, wouldn't it be wonderful to have a boat of my own? And I decided to build a boat. Well, I think I was five years old. And you can imagine what a five-year-old would accomplish in the building of a boat. I managed to get a few planks and lay them out on the ground and sort of find a few rusty nails to stick some of them together. And this was my deck. By then, in my mind, I already had a boat. Well, many people create in their own imagination um, this great success, but don't see what a big job it will be to actually accomplish their dream. Many people dream of starting this, doing that, and then discover halfway through that they don't have the kind of energy or the financial resources or the time or whatever it might be, the courage, to stick it out to the end. So rather than go into a thing part way and then fail and then feel discouraged. I would say take a goal that you know you can uh, attain. It may be a much smaller goal, but something that you know you can do. Now, am I encouraging mediocrity? Am I encouraging compromise? No, because what I'm saying is that in the process, you will be able to develop the willpower to take the next step in your unfoldment. If you put your mind to something, you should carry it through to its completion. Therefore, put your mind to, some, uh, to something that you can carry through to its completion. If your dream is to build a rocket to take you to the moon, you can be moderately sure that you won't be able to do it. Uh, well, they've managed it somehow, but that took a massive project you alone to do such a thing, it's unlikely. It's conceivable, but unlikely. Whereas to start a business may be more likely. And yet in the lives of many people, 95% of businesses that start fail. And that's a much more realistic goal. You have to ask yourself to start with, is this really something I can carry through on the rainy days as well as the sunny? Is it something I can hang in there even when things go badly? Is it something that if it looks like I'm failing, I'll still do my best? If you have that kind of courage, then we have to look at the annals of success in history and recognize from those annals that most success stories are like that. Almost nobody has had it just sort of dropped in his lap. Abraham Lincoln is an excellent example of the opposite. He was defeated for office every time until he was elected president. And most people would have thought, oh, politics, I don't. But he had this vision, something within him 
made him feel that he had something to do, and he knew it deep within himself, and so he didn't give up. To attain your goal, you need to have that kind of clarity, first of all, as to the worthwhileness of the goal, and then that stick to that willpower that will carry you through. Um, one of the things that I've read on books for, uh, let's say, actualizing your ideas, attaining your goal, and so on, they say, well, that they say that you should visualize what it is that you're trying to accomplish. If you want a new car, uh, visualize that shiny Cadillac sitting in your garage. Visualize yourself at the wheel, steering wheel, driving it. Um, visualize your friends all admiring you for it, etc. Well, the people who write these books are reputable people, and I'm sure they feel they know what they're talking about. Perhaps they've made it work to some extent. But I have to say that it seems to me, and from my experience I've found, that it's limiting to think too specifically about what your goal, what your project is. It's much more rewarding and gives you the freedom to turn on a dime if you need to, according to new developments, new opportunities. And moreover, it may bring you to a much bigger fulfillment than in the beginning you could even imagine for yourself. And that is to be more directionally inclined than specifically oriented. Not to think so much in terms of the car as in terms of the energy that you need to put out in order to gain some way of driving. It might be that God wants to give you a much better car. Mind you, there's another intelligence involved here. Most people think they've got to do it just with their own willpower. Let me tell you a very unusual story. I'll begin it by saying that when I pray to God, I usually think of God as my divine mother. I, I remember a story about a judge who asked somebody in court, how do you plead? Meaning, do you plead guilty or not guilty? And this man said, Your Honor, I pleads for mercy. Well, I think maybe that's why I pray to the Divine Mother, because the mother aspect of God is merciful, compassionate. You feel closer to that side. Anyway, that's, that's apart from the story itself, except to say that it's not many people in this country who think of God in that form, because our tradition, our Judeo-Christian tradition, gives us the image of a God who is a man. Um, God is, of course, course, both masculine and feminine, and also neither masculine nor feminine. God is everything and nothing, or no thing, because he's beyond everything. So, anyway, one time many years ago, in my meditation, I felt that the Divine Mother wanted me to go to India. And so I, I... managed to get some money together and some friends all pitched in and I made some money giving classes. In those days, in fact, I earned very little and I was perfectly happy. It didn't matter. But uh, having the money to go to India was a big thing for me and I had barely enough. Just about that time, I drove my car down into San Francisco and it uh, threw a rod. And I realized the expense of fixing this car would be so high that it would really pay me to buy a new car or sell the car, get rid of it. What, what should I do? I didn't know. 
because I felt guided to go to India, but if I used the money to either repair this car or get a new car, then I wouldn't have the money to go to India. And so I was trying to debate both sides of it, and I couldn't really resolve it for myself. I didn't have a chance there and the, uh, just visiting San Francisco like that to sit anywhere and just meditate. So finally, after discussing this with my friends in a restaurant, I thought, well, Divine Mother, I, my common sense tells me when I come back, I'm going to need a car. And I can't stay in India more than two, two months, perhaps at the most. So I'm going to need a car. Therefore, I should get a new car or a good used car. But if I put this money down and if you really want me to go to India, then you're going to have to reimburse me so I can go. I put it to her like this, and Friday evening I sold the other car and, and uh, paid for a decent used car, and this cost me altogether back in 1972, cost me $1,100 out of the 2000 that I had saved for my trip. Well, you know, the next Monday morning I got a letter from somebody I'd never heard of, somebody who didn't know me, somebody who didn't know that I praised the Divine Mother. And the letter enclosed a check for $1,000, made out to me, not to Ananda. And it, the letter said, use this as Divine Mother wants you to. It was such a marvelous manifestation of how God will take care of us when we turn to Him. But the important thing, if you want to attain your goals, is to realize that you're not alone, not only in the sense that many people there to help you, but more than that, there's an infinite consciousness that can help to help you to attain that goal, and you don't have to worry about all the specifics. All you have to do is go in that direction, give the results to God, do the best that you can, and then you will find that somehow miracles happen, somehow things will come out, as they ought to. Somehow even the obstacles will turn out to be not obstacles, but opportunities. So to attain your goal, the first thought is to realize that you're not alone. You've got the whole human race with you. You've got a lot of friends who can help you if you will cultivate their friendship and support. Don't seek unrealistic goals. Seek those that are attainable and then don't give up but just keep going until you've attained it. Don't ride roughshod over people. Do what is right. Always follow this. A saying in India, a uh, Bengali saying taken from the Sanskrit, Jato dharma, toto jaya. Where there is right action, there is victory. And I found, for example, many years ago in building the Ananda community, I had to earn all the money for it to begin with myself. And it was a big undertaking. And there was a time when uh, one uh, supplier tried to foreclose on me because I uh, hadn't paid him the entire amount, although I was paying what I'd agreed with him to pay. I found that, that I had a great many debts and didn't know quite what to do about them. And my only way of paying them was to give classes in different parts of the Bay Area, Northern California. And the amount of people who came to the classes were the difference between success and failure at that time of my whole project. And sometimes people came who didn't have the money to pay. And I wasn't even tempted. 
I felt this isn't my project, this is God's project. If he wants it to happen, then he has to make it happen. But meanwhile, my conscience can't let me turn somebody away because he doesn't have the money to pay me. And so I would say, all right, come to the class anyway. You can help out in other ways. You can set chairs up. You can uh, do different things like that that don't cost money. And so uh, it went on, and a number of people, everybody, I think, in his uh, normal right business mind would tell me that I was being too visionary. And yet I did this for God, and I was sure God would take care of me. And in fact, I think the reason he always gave me what I needed was that I didn't give up my principles in order to attain my goals. Principles are important. Going in the right direction, not just being hooked on this thing that you've got to do. Make righteousness, rightness, truth your God. And then the final thing to keep in mind is that with willpower, also direct energy. Yogananda used to say, the greater the will, the greater the flow of energy. And when you put will out, don't just put out will in a tense form, but practical will. Send energy into what you're doing. Visualize energy going out to what you're doing. Everything that you do, put all your energy into it. And you will find that that energy will create, as it were, a magnet, a magnetic field that will attract to you whatever it is that needs to happen in your life. Now, there's another aspect to that, and that is too many people will put out positive energy, yes, but they don't realize the extent to which they block that energy with negative thoughts, doubts, worries, hesitation, fear. Um, it's like pushing on two sides of a door. If you, if you will just... Uh, uh, learn to get all your energy on one side of the door, you'll be amazed at how much energy you have. I read a story many years ago about a woman whose house caught fire, and in the frenzy of wanting to save what she could, she actually picked up the piano and ran, and ran out of doors with it. She couldn't do that normally, but the amount of strength that was given her by the fact that she only wanted one thing and didn't, in that frenzy of the moment, didn't have time to stop to think that she couldn't do it, therefore she could. They say about the bumblebee, aeronautical engineers will tell you that the bumblebee aeronautically should not be able to fly. And then they'll go on with sort of a wry smile and say, but the bumblebee doesn't know it, and so that's why he flies. So in addition to putting out the right energy, also make sure you don't put out the wrong energy. Don't put out blocking energy. Allow also very important is to be able to concentrate your mind. Uh, one kind of blocking energy is restlessness of mind. Put your mind one pointedly on what you want. Don't let doubt, fear, hesitation, uh, feeling of self unworthiness, and so on enter into the picture. And that's also why I said get the right goals. Because when you have a goal you believe in, you can put all your energy into it. But if you have a goal that's merely to make money, it's merely to um, do something trivial, uh, then you won't be able to put the kind of faith behind it that will bring you to success. Have something that you believe in, and believe in it because it'll do good, not just for yourself, but for others. That it's a worthy goal. It's something that can inspire as well as challenge. 
If you do all these things, there's no reason why you can't succeed at anything that you truly put your will to.